I we haven't seen cosmetics. I mean, have we seen any cosmetics so far that have come to full render that have been the more realistic approach that were cosmetics? Have we? Because there was a lot that were dropped back in the day. They were like, you know, like it almost had like this orc in armor. It's like one of the earliest ones. And then you had um, you had this one night outfit, costume outfit or whatever that kind of had like Dark Souls vibes to it a little bit, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. Um, but this is one of the first ones we've seen where it's kind of taken a step away from the high fantasy and a little bit more into like a realistic uh, approach. In reflection, they began writing upon the pages. Some careful planning for the road ahead would be in order. Gathering around the central flame, they sat in quiet contemplation, each of them planning out the details of their quests. Each would have a role to play. As moments carried on, their thoughts would stray, wondering about future companions. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined by returning Pathfinders here today. We've got Daedalus. Welcome back, buddy. Hello, everyone. And joining us once again, we have Half Tilt. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How's everyone doing today? Outstanding, man. I think a lot of people are pretty excited right now because we got that creative director's letter out uh, just recently. Um, We're going to be chatting about that today. Um, Before we get started, um, we do indeed have a review today to read through. But uh, before I do that, um, we got to give a big shout out to all of the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, all of the listeners, all the people that contribute comments. Uh, we greatly appreciate you. And seriously, you keep the community here. This The Flames of this community bolstering stronger week after week. Can't forget Ashes HQ, the home of this podcast, asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Speaking of which, the Mage page has been updated recently. So you can go over there to uh, the HQ and check it out. Um, we've got that up there. And I actually have a request. I would really appreciate. I would really appreciate if we could get a little bit of feedback on that most recent mage video that we did. Um, we're working on really ramping up YouTube content and videos for Ashes this year, so it'd be greatly appreciated as much feedback as possible because I really am looking for you all to help uh, really kind of fine tune the craft such as it is, um, and so we can make those YouTube videos even better. Um, Also, remember, you can call us here on the show to leave a message for us, which we'll play at 1-539-664-6801. You can also leave something in the mail bag, and our grunts will get that to us over to ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And uh, as always, please, please, please help to feed the algorithm on iTunes because we were a little late to the party on getting that show posted or our show posted over there. Um, so five star reviews are greatly appreciated. So please, 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 if you have the time, go do so. And while you're at it, leave a comment, because if you leave a comment, we'll get to read it just like this one right here. And it says slow drip. As a father of three police officer and introvert, this is the first game I've tried to become a part of the community that is due in part to the development process and the already devoted player base. This podcast is well thought out and enjoyable every time. It keeps the hype going every week for me. Here's uh, here's to hoping Ashes of Creation is light we all want it to be in this dark world. See all in Alpha 2, Dwarven Bard, as long as they make them look thick. Respectfully, Viking TVL. <laughs> and first of all, lol. Second of all, really appreciate that. Really amazing compliment, man. Really genuinely do. Thank you so much for that. It means a lot. And uh, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was, that was, that was definitely funny, man. Um, <laughs> oh, I got nothing. Um, let's get on to the creative, creative director's letter, shall we, friends? Um, let's just go in and throw these images up here, okay? Just going to let them go in no particular order. These were included in the creative director's letter. 
main points that we can outline. There was a lot of reflection uh, looking back at the past year or 2021. Stephen Sharif crafts these creative director's letter uh, himself, you know, and uh, really reflected on, I think, a lot of looking forward to the fact that, you know, 2020 is behind them, but that 2021 is probably going to be a hell of a year. It sounds like they got a lot to look forward to, a lot on the table, some of which they aren't really communicating. And as I'm going through, we see some amazing imagery around what appears to be an elder dragon. You see? Uh, we got this like kind of frosted elder dragon, um, which we've seen the elder dragon that was like forest type or something. So we'll talk about that. Look back at COVID, stay at home policy, how they've onboarded another 27 additional people. Um, a lot around the, you know, studio and how they've ramped up with their, you know, production in terms of renders and things of that nature. Um, kind of talking about the ancient uh, video that was released on their YouTube, um, the play tests that were coming up. I could go through all of this and I will definitely chat about it some more, but gentlemen, in no particular order here. What were the things that stood out to you that really caught your attention that you find yourself reflecting on the most yourselves? Um, I would say for me, I mean, it was just kind of going through some of the key decisions they made around like the publishing. I think that was like a really big win for the EU community. I think that was, that was a really good decision. I think just some of the teases around, alpha one packs coming back uh, potentially i think that was good and all the pretties man i loved all the the art uh this game is shaping up very very nicely with i don't know if that's a world boss but dang that that's that's some cool stuff with the uh with the dragon and also the ancient uh, or golem or whatever that is it was pretty rad i loved it We'll be yeah, freezing out one here shortly, but yeah, tell it. What about you, Ben? The the first big thing that stood out to me was definitely the dragon. I am a huge, huge dragon fan. I've got one tattooed on me, and every time there's a dragon that looks this beautiful, I just go into like drooly nerd mode. And <laughs> sure, it's a reskin of the forest one, but the elder dragons are all a family, right? So that's going to be the thing. I can't wait to see the fire one and whatever other elements we get as well. It's it was gorgeous. Um, mm -hmm. But aside from that, it was despite last year and, you know, spending 90% of the year working from home, they were still able to expand and grow and be above um, hit their target, what their goals were uh, through working from home, expanding in what seems to be such a social studio. So I thought that was absolutely huge. And mm -hmm. the expectations that that's going to carry over into this coming year is I think they're setting themselves up for success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about it last time too, didn't we about the potential return of the alpha one pre-order packs and man, let me tell you friends, I, I look at, you know, he content, he talked about how sometime in February there would be an update on that. And I can't help but wonder if the goalpost might be before the February test or after, you know, cause I, you know, you see like January was it December and then the upcoming February play tests are going to be kind of closed. You know, they're not, they're not, they're still under NDA. You can't showcase them. You can't stream it, et cetera. But as a result, you know, as a, as a result of like the situation, like, I think that it seems to me they got a lot of good data from the December one can't help but wonder if in February what's going to happen is let's look at like test as much as we can see how much we can fine tune this and then maybe open it up to bring people more people in then I thought about it I was like or maybe they try to bring people in to test it before anyway I don't think that'll happen I think it's the first one I yeah. agree I think they'll mm -hmm. try to bring people in after because they would already know if their servers could handle it based off the first test if they could handle mm -hmm. a huge influx so if they're still kind of questioning things it might be a little bit of well we don't want to take any more risk of people possibly leaking something prior to no NDA or just you know what, let's give the servers one more good stress test maybe we'll try and consolidate our current test pool onto a smaller group of servers and see how they perform mm -hmm. to give the architecture a proper uh, yeah 
limit push that way. Yeah. Because I mean, like pushing the limits is definitely something that's super important when it comes to, like server server issues. Like those are the things I was like talking to uh, to my community about this recently, and you know, there's plenty of MMOs I've played where the game launches, and from my perspective, I'm not a dev. I don't know. I'm just the guy that plays the game, and I just have my perception of what seems to be the underlying problem of things, mm-hmm. and the you know other games I've played. I'm not going to name them currently maybe a little later in the show who knows but <laughs> other games i play like the game launches with this foundation and we'll call that foundation the server their code their structure their architecture however they decided to like create this foundation and from my perspective if your foundation's cracked or that back end that code and stuff is not like ironed out just to as much perfection as you can possibly make it and then you launch yeah. the game you continue when that happens, you continue to build upon this foundation. Right. And if that foundation's got too many cracks or too many issues, like eventually that foundation starts to starts to break. It doesn't hold things in place as well anymore. And so you have like lots of lag or you'll have desyncs or you have all kinds of issues. And, you know, from my perspective, the their focus has been there was this one part, if I can find it real quick. Um, where is it at? Yeah, he basically talks about like, you know, keeping in mind that if we you open it up again to having more people to to keep in mind, like this is a true alpha. Things are going to be busted. Things aren't going to work right. That's part of the expectation. It's not a polished finished game. You're not getting in to play a game that's done. And so that was really good. But he also talked. I'm, I can't find I don't want to sit here and just like scan on the letter. But whenever I read over this, there was one specific part that really stood out. And that was like that they are trying to ensure first and foremost, that that back end, that that foundation is solid. They want to ensure it's solid. And that to me is probably the biggest takeaway for me out of everything else, which is great. It's great mm-hmm. to see the dragons. It's great to see this. Like we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Like what is that golem thing that I see? I'm going to pause this damn minute. Hold on. I'm going to pause it a second. I see it. But to me, that's the biggest thing, because when, you know, as a theory crafter, as somebody who likes to to do, you know, raids and things like that, like if your server is like just shot to hell, man, it, the gameplay experience, the game experience as a whole, it's no fun, man. It's just no fun. It, it's mm-hmm. it's it taxes you. It takes away from the joy of the experience for me. So seeing this hard focus on. The server's got to be solid. We got to make sure the server's good. We're looking to make sure this is solid. Things are squared away. This is steady. Was like the best thing because so many times in games I've seen that issue of of there just being like a really, really buggy launch experience that just never actually gets better. It just only gets worse over time. And they Mm -hmm. said, all in all, the test was a resounding success that the engineers that were essentially addressing the bugs on those nights and the critical crashes were, you know, they executed things to stabilize the servers. They were really happy with those patches and how the server responded and performed. And that to me was the biggest thing. That was the absolute biggest takeaway for me because that means foundation's good. It's looking good. So forward and onward and big like swipe of the brow and, Shake away the sweat, man. That was a big one. But, yo, can we talk about this? This Can we just, guys, can we just take a minute? Like, can what is this to you? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it's like an animated lava golem or yeah. something. It looks like maybe like an ancient creature because it has that, you know, vibe of like something in the center of the chest that's glowing. It's just... I don't know. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, like a lava or fire elemental or something like that. Perhaps a construct of an ancient conjurer or summoner. (laughs) It's very much got that vibe to it. It's got that same wispy vibe that we saw in uh, one of the mage staffs that they showed off recently with the top Mm -hmm. of it going around the glowy orb. It was a similar wiry frame like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think it's something along those lines. So, yeah, uh, this comment right here, it's a, re- 
<laughs> Good dog's like, it's a rebar golem. Totally has like, I, I see like an elemental of sorts. Like maybe it's something that a summoner summons, or maybe it's something that is like around volcanoes. It's like some sort of an elemental, but it is unique. And even mm -hmm. some of us were like, that kind of has like ancient vibes to it a little bit. Cause mm -hmm. we saw like how it doesn't look the same, but it's got like the holes in it. But to me, it looks like it's like a construct of sorts, uh, either like a golem or or like an elemental. So I'm like torn between the two, um, but it's definitely unique. I'm really curious what this thing would look like in motion. I'd be curious to see what its abilities were like. I mean, I think like lava or some something of that nature is pretty, pretty, a pretty good guess. But um, yeah, that thing, that thing is a trip, man. That thing's a trip. It yeah, blows like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. It definitely oh. I, I don't know that the concept art does it justice. I would like to see how the animation team mm -hmm. like makes that come alive because I have a feeling it's it's gonna be a, a good thing. People are gonna be shocked in a good way with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It blows apart and wraps around you like an exoskeleton and then just consumes your soul. <laughs> oh, I was thinking bodysuit, but that sounds horribly scary. There we got some, uh, got this one right here. We've got this goblin. This little shaman goblin, which I, I feel like I remember seeing this guy from that video clip that they had like a while back. Remember, which, yeah, yeah it was like in the, uh, the um, tropical sort of node or whatever that we saw mm -hmm. a clip or a hint around. Yeah, so yeah. that's I see that little dude, a little little dude right there. Um big, big goblin. Little gobby. Yeah, man. Uh, I dig it. I, I dig the goblins. Can we take a second though? Can we look at that middle one? Can you look at his hand, y'all? I like literally was just thinking, look at those hands. It's like <laughs> homie. That's like some whoosh, <laughs> like coming to that's those are some long fingers, man. Yep. Yeah, if that goblin gives you the bird, that's a big bird, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's some digits, man. <laughs> some digits. Damn, some big digits. Those are that he waves. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just, like, busts his finger out, and he's like, oh. No, that's probably much. That's a bit much. All right, moving You on. attack him, and John Cena's entrance music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. But, yeah, this dragon. So, I've kind of, when I look at the dragons, there's a couple other things I want to hit on with the creative director's letter, but the dragons, we saw the green one. You know what I'm wondering though? Complete. <laughs> complete. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting a thing from people going, you missed the slide there. No, I didn't. But Katak did take my face and put it on that goblin. Gave me some pretty ominous eyes and it, it rests in our discord. So if you're not already over there, Encourage you to join at discord.gg forward slash simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. You can join us there. It's where the community gathers and there's all kinds of stuff and things, including a whole lot of Photoshopped images of me on things, stuff and things that I don't have any control over, but I absolutely approve of. So that yes. happens. That happens regularly. And they're apparently a joy for all. I know they're a joy for me as we all jump at once. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you know what I wonder about these Elder Dragons? Because we saw the forest one. We got this mm -hmm. one that's like an ice one. And when you look at its tail, dude, oh man, like the spine and the tail, man. Dude, like look at that. Ooh. Get swiped with that thing does not sound like a good time. I think that thing's going to be huge, massive. I don't think these dragons are small. I think these dragons are going to be gargantuan. 100%. And I've wondered if we'll see elder dragons that potentially lie in different um, parts of the world, like maybe one in a snow region like this one, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps we get the forest one in a really wooded forest area. Maybe we get one that's like fire breathing. Maybe it lives up on a volcano or in a desert or something like that. You know, we get one that's like uh, in the swamp and does like nature damage or something. You know, looks all mossy, like some of those cosmetics we've seen, right? With the Renkai Orc cosmetic and skin and stuff. Just a mm -hmm. just a thought though, but I kind of I can't can't help but wonder about these elder dragons potentially being these great 
devastators that lie sleeping in the world, slumbering in these different uh, zones or um, biomes, if you will. And then as we're like coming back and building and civilizations prospering, wakey, wakey. Not too happy about it. You know, can't help but wonder. But I also kind of wonder, like, could be a complete flip side of that. Could end up being that instead of that being the scenario, maybe they're like, you know, maybe they align with the people. Who knows? Oh, no. Protectors of the world. Yeah. These elder dragons that protect the world and look out for it. Long slumbering due to the fact that, well, the planet kind of went to hell. You know, who knows, man? You can only sit here and speculate, but yeah. I'm a huge proponent of these elder dragons. I love them. Absolutely love them. True dragons, man. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So this is also where I once again say to people, hey, remember those those wormlings we saw? Those worms? Not the dragons. That's why their wings look a little different. People are like, they're chicken wings. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're not chicken wings, but I understand. See where you're coming from. They also talked about some unannounced uh like uh, things that they kind of have on the testing like table um some some kind of like goalposts that they have in terms of uh, uh the uh you know the game as it develops things that they're looking for i kind of wonder what some of those things might be i really do because i would love to see the alpha one pre-order packs come back like we talked about last time um haven't really gotten to explore a lot of the community's feedback all in all really great letter reflected on a lot of things talking about you know, the other offices, the hires, uh, you know, sharing more around the game and kind of what's been going on and where they're, they're at right now. Um, but I got a couple comments coming up here. Um, and we can talk real quick about the cosmetic, te- uh, cosmetic teasers that we got. There they are. I only got two to look at, friends. Only two to look at. But these are the upcoming cosmetics. They were dropped in um, Discord recently. And, um, man, we got, yeah, you guys, you guys jump in, man. Thought, well, you guys go here. Loving the plate. Very Paladin-esque. I like it. Yeah, it looks, this is my first time seeing them, actually. And it looks really highbrow, like that, like royal just coloring and intricacies on both the ship and the armor. I, I love it. The tapestry looks really fine for the ship sails and everything. I admit it might just be the purple color, but it looks mm-hmm. like it's something that's pretty nice. Yeah, that is pretty, pretty cool. I like the white and the purple. I think that goes really well together. Very regal. Man, I we haven't seen cosmetics i mean have we seen any cosmetics so far that have come to full render that have been the more realistic approach that were cosmetics have we because there's a lot that were dropped back in the day they were like you know like it almost had like this orc and armor it's like one of the earliest ones and then you had um you had this one night outfit costume outfit or whatever that kind of had like dark souls vibes to it a little bit mm-hmm. at least from my perspective um but this is one of the first ones we've seen where it's kind of taken a step away from the high fantasy and a little bit more into like a realistic uh, approach. I've definitely seen that trend in the art. It started out kind of pretty, um, though I guess they do have their months where they're kind of more on the leaning more on the high fantasy side. Yeah. But I have noticed that it has kind of gone a little bit more into kind of re- a good blend of, high fantasy and realism yeah it's been been a nice trend yeah i i kind of wonder like the ship is like really well done and the the costume is too and i see a lot of like the lion's head sort of stuff going on and i kind of wonder if maybe this is like a like some kalar sort of like order or if it's maybe even just you know ties into like some old house or some lore bit behind it so we won't get this until what i think maybe later this week coming up we should because if i'm not mistaken was it the 13th the 13th yeah right so that'll that'll be coming up here real soon like just in a what few days three days from the day this podcast Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah 
So this will be we'll be chatting about the full set of the cosmetics definitely next time. Um, you know, they're they're definitely hunkered down. They're back in the studio now. These are. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with these. Um, they the, the last several sets of cosmetics have been. Um, I don't want to say like nature or elemental but you know you had like the lava one then you had uh like you had the fall one in like november where you had like that dragon with with its wings that were like leaves then you had like the fox of the pyre whatever it was with the like split tail fox with the fire sort of thing and the little fox uh little kit or whatever um and then you had um you know you had the frog right and you had that that one uh you had like the frog mount it was like i think that was actually the was that the forest one no 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 was that the swamp? The swamp one had the snorse, which was like mm-hmm. the the horse mount, but it was like almost had like a slug vibe or something going on, which totally that. got that thing because I was like, that's super unique cat. Got to have that one. But, you know, there was like a lot of ties into like more of like really high fantasy. And this has got more of a vibe of like realism, medieval sort of vibes. Um. So it's interesting to see them kind of bounce around and I, you know, sometimes I wonder like, you know, yeah, it's kind of like what the, the inspiration is. Cause Margaret showed on that one live stream, um, kind of like the process behind it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I want to see some of these more realistic, uh, sort of sets, even some of the older ones. I'd really like to see the renders on them. Yeah. I can't wait to see these things in game and mm-hmm. in some actual footage and whatnot. Yeah, it's very diverse, but not so in so far as it's like mm-hmm. jarring. I think it's yeah. all kind of every every race and racial armor has some personality, which yeah. is which is good because you've got then you've got variety without it being like overwhelming or not fitting in the theme. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very, very good stuff. It really gives me the the House of Lineth type vibe. Yeah, good, good step from, from that one right there. Um, and I really like that. I think that's cool to throw it back to kind of maybe if that's even remotely accurate to the origins of the alien humans, you know, because my thoughts were that seems like it would totally be like a Kalar human or alien human thing. Mm-hmm. Totally like that. I totally saw that, but I didn't think the House of Lineth or whatever that that actually yeah, that'd be cool, man. We know that there's like these, you know, the orders in the game, too. And we've kind of had some conversation around that in the past. And, um, you know, it's going to be like some order that you like some armor style that like represents some order that we are going to potentially come come across in game. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of thoughts. I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest would be like. Are we going to get a, a mount or are we getting like a you know pet or getting um some accessory or freehold skin or something i would be really curious to see what they end up uh because there's not very many we had like the empyrean human or sorry empyrean elf my bad horrible horrible mistake right there um (laughs) i've been contemplating my existence and and ash as a creation in the future and i'm torn on the race i'm going to choose i used to be empyrean now i'm like i don't know i don't know man I i was so set once once upon a time four years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, you know? And now I'm like going, I don't really know, man. Like the, the more I see of like the dwarves, I'm not going to lie, dude, looks sick. I love mm-hmm. their architecture. As I love it. As long as they're thick. As long as they're thick for, yeah, our homeboy that left that message. <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> it was like, it was thick with like, you know, like a triple C. So it was very serious. He meant that, meant that deeply. Yeah. You know, I can very much see like a white horse or steed, maybe with an extra set of legs or something just to throw it off, but just, and then just covered in like a Royal tapestry design for a mount with this set. Man, that'd be sick to get like a mount skin that has like, it's like, you know, just a bunch of armor kind of matching it. Yeah. It'd be pretty yes. sick. Yeah. Like a, a nice kind of looking barding. Yeah, that yep. would be really cool. I'm like super, super curious about how much we talked about this before. I'm like really curious about like just how elaborate the barding's going to be. I really am. Uh, I'm like super ready for that. Like I want the the mounts to be like really useful, really influential in like your your travel around the world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we got some comments here that we're going to step into. Now, if you all listening or watching, you know, whether you're catching it later on YouTube, um, our chat's definitely super active today. And I, if there's been any, any mention uh, for me to, to kind of check in on, I'm, I'm sorry, feel free to tag me or the others. If you want to make sure we, you get our attention around some particular point, it's always welcome. We can't always get to all of them, but if we catch something in chat, that's like a really good, really good discussion point. We, we totally take it and go with it. Um, but with that being said, we do have some other talking points um, that I would like to actually touch base on today. One comes from Troll Tolls, who's a buddy here in the community, also a Virtue member. Shout out to my Guild Virtue what up, for the order. Um, so as I'm looking over, he said, how visible should the dynamic loot slash difficulty be from doing better or worse in a raid? Uh, be to the players should it be totally invisible and you just see whatever loot that drops or should raiders be aware of what difficulty level they are in people will obviously find out the different loot tables and mechanics over time but should it start out being completely obscured what do y'all think about that Hmm, interesting question i mean i was thinking about this and for me i would probably say i would like to at least have a hint at, mm. in terms of what the difficulty might be yeah. and not necessarily knowing exactly what the rewards are um you know that's obviously you know a lot of us who play other mmos that shall not be named you know have the benefit of just websites you can go to and be like okay what is this guy drop you know and, mm. and you can really easily target that i mean it would be nice um just to kind of at least have an idea to say okay yeah this one's gonna be something worth fighting i might get you know something more along the epic side versus you know uncommon rare etc um but yeah. one thing i will comment more just from a drops perspective as well um i do hope that regardless of you know what you're doing there is some sort of um i want to say incentive but some sort of drop that you do get that has some varying levels of use because one of the things that i think is a huge dissatisfier in mmos that shall mm-hmm. not be named um are are just spending three four hours in a raid and getting absolutely nothing yeah that that to me it just feels bad and right. i i i definitely hear the argument as a developer to say oh you know it's it's something you know exciting when somebody gets a drop but on the flip side it's definitely not exciting when you put in equal amount of time as your peers and you get nothing for an entire thing i'm not saying loot needs to drop from every single boss but really i hope the devs take a long look at that um aspect of it Mm -hmm. um and kind of this question made me think of that pretty heavily too is that i want to know at a high level what the difficulty is right so i know maybe i want to try it and challenge myself or maybe i want to you know come back later with some buddies yeah um, but also i don't necessarily want it to be totally like transparent that i know everything that might drop i want to be surprised but i want to be surprised by getting something versus not getting something <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I really, I, I very much agree with that, um, especially the last point you made, Daedalus, about participating in a raid for three, four hours and not getting anything out of it. I, there's an argument to be made that if you're doing it with a consistent group of people with your guild, and as long as some people in the guild are getting gear and getting stronger, then you're progressing as a group, and that's what it's all about as well. But even getting like a consumable, something just for fun to go out and use for a couple hours, the effect lasts for a couple hours. Maybe it, it's a unique transmog to change your character into something that has some fun storyline to it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that drops one. If, if you didn't get any other loot in the raid, then you get this at the end of the raid. If you clear the entire raid, then that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the, the idea of knowing kind of what your benchmarks are for the various difficulties, um, what you need to do or, or a t- 
a possible damage threshold or um, mechanics threshold, <laughs> least amount of deaths or whatever to right. unlock the next tier of difficulty for the next boss as a kind of a benchmark. Um, otherwise, you don't really know what you're just people are just going to try to go faster, faster, faster. And maybe that shouldn't always be the the deciding factor on difficulty. Loot's going to get data mined. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if if you want to know what the loot tables are going to be, you'll be able to look it up, I'm sure. Um, I don't think that's uh, avoidable. But mm -hmm. for those of us that like surprises, yeah, don't you don't need to have it in game, right? There's not going to be an Atlas loot. <laughs> if you will, in the game to see all the drops from all the bosses under all the difficulties. So, you know, it, for those of us that like surprises, we can avoid the spoiler channels and focus on uh, being surprised by what drops. Man, yeah, I'm all about the I'm all about just not knowing. I, I, I love not knowing. I love having to figure it out and like, you know, people coming together as a community and like sharing their stories and like the mechanics and, you know, having videos and things like that, that actually are like the way that you figure it all out or just, you know, getting your head thumped down plenty of times in game by the boss and oh, homie was standing and stupid. OK, we know how how often that could happen. Homie, you got to learn from your mistakes. And then that's like the. It's like the foundation, man. It's your foundation is like, okay, so we clearly have like a cleave here. How do we mitigate that and having to figure it all out along the way? I don't know, man, like in terms of like it being completely obscured. I mean, I think when you get to the end of a, a raid, I mean, for, from my perspective, probably the one of the most valuable things that's going to exist loot wise is probably going to be crafting materials. Mm -hmm. Those crafting materials, man, that's, that's, I think the gold, I think that's like probably going to be some of the best loot there is. So if I was getting that as a drop in some way, shape or form, I'd be pretty happy. Oh yeah. I would be satisfied with that. Yeah. But just getting something versus, you know, a very small currency that you need to grind for. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like, it's like a curse word upon my ears, Daedalus, you know. Hey, right? <laughs> yeah, here's, your, here's your 50 shards of Dweedle. Go take them to the banker guy and go get your stuff. He's like, no, oh, dude. Oh. oh. You get 50% of the gold as drops that you need for your repair bills. That's your reward. Yeah, right? <laughs> it costs me more to come in here and get beat down than to just stay home and stay safe. I don't know. You're like, oh, man. Yo, gotta, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I, sometimes we get some really great uh, conversation pieces uh, around, you know, MMORPGs. And um, I actually had another one, another one that was brought to the table um, from a buddy here in the community artillery. And he essentially brought this uh, daily grind. I'm gonna link it in chat, y'all, because this is a pretty, I think this is a pretty good conversation piece here. I'm gonna link it right now for y'all because how this relates to ashes and there was actually a comment on there if i can find it uh oh man there's a whole lot more but apparently there was one on there related to ashes of creation um and uh yeah they've clearly dropped more right here it is and i'm gonna pull this one and i think this is a good conversation piece so the daily grind what tends to happen before you leave an mmo so the article itself is quite short. I'm going to go through and I'm going to read it. And then I'd like to kind of reflect on it. Um, it says, for me, there's a very predictable indicator that I'm going to be waving goodbye to an MMO for a while. I realize I don't care. I'm pushing on progress in whatever form of content I've chosen to focus on in the game before it happens. Always, there comes a moment when I just think about what I'm trying to accomplish and what progress I'm seeking to make. And I realize I don't care. I don't care about getting further or advancing whatever. I just don't care. It means it's about time for me to stop trying. I'm curious if it's the same for others or not. I could believe that for other people, it's a moment of realizing that the activities are just too annoying. Maybe it's realizing that the next patch will make your preferred play style less fun. Or maybe there isn't even a unified theme. Just lots of individual stories about games that had you and then lost you. But what tends to happen before you leave an MMO? How do you personally know it's time to stop playing the MMO in question? That last last sentence or two really is the the actual question here. What do you, what about you guys? I can probably think of a couple of examples. For me, um, 
it was kind of lack of like friends that I had kind of as the situation started, like, you know, gaming wise, leaving the game to do something else. It's like, okay, I don't have that social aspect there. Don't like really have any other draw. And I think they're very similarly, right. That Mm -hmm. kind of goes back to the, I don't care scenario. I think another one and, and I kind of go back and forth. I always try to kind of come back to the old Republic. I really liked the idea of it. And I really liked some, you know, the story execution, Mm -hmm. but what killed that game for me was like the combat and also my, the character that I chose was, didn't end up kind of being the vision that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really clunky and slow. So I think just kind of, I don't know, when developers kind of throw something out there and I just, I don't, I grind all the way and I get to that max level and I'm feeling like this isn't really what I wanted. And I try other characters and, um, and I guess the one good thing about, say, something like, you know, the MMO that shall not be named is I started out <laughs> leveling a character, right? Leveling a paladin. It was not what I expected, but I made it work. And then over the course of time, the, you know, the way the mechanics of that, you know, character worked changed and I would go back to it. Okay, no, not there yet. And I would go back to it. No, not there yet. Finally, it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, this is decent for a few expansions and and I'm loving it again. But it's thankfully, I think, you know, WoW saved like my character by doing that, by reinventing what the character was. There are some MMOs that just didn't do that. Totally just named it, bro. (laughs) He did so good up until that point. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> the game that shall not be named. Wow, dude, I feel you though. I was actually having a conversation with some uh, people recently about the the paladin in that game, and uh, I don't know, man. Like for me, the 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 tank, the the prop pally. And I don't know why I'm like segueing off to this sidebar, but just like it was well done. It's 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 the best fun I've had playing a paladin in a game. Mm-hmm. Like I play Templar in the Elder Scrolls Online, run around, spank people. It's a fun time, you know what I mean? But it just doesn't have the same feeling to it. There's a whole lot of like javelins, too much focus around like one specific type of like ability or like style, like towards just javelin. You know, that's pretty much it. That or just like a bunch of light on the ground or coming off of you which don't get me wrong right light bringers right we're totally dig it i'm all about the light friends but except for when you know sim goes dark side which doesn't happen often it's for alts or betas hey <laughs> it's a good point not saying can't confirm or deny if that's gonna happen we see you there's a back to the point though as i'm like looking through you know, when it's not, when it's in chat here. So Cheryl says, when it's a chore, not fun. The grind grain, no mobs. The game becomes a chore. When dailies are a chore. Oh, was, you're hitting a marker for me. When my class is irrelevant or not fun to play. When it's so broken, I can't even function and I'm literally not useful to my community. I, I can't. I mean, this happened at the end of Wrath of the Lich King for World of Warcraft. Uh, I was a main tank doing Ice Crown Citadel. I got towards the end and we were working on the Lich King. And then they made changes before the expansion came out. They they pre-patched and made changes to the classes before the end of that. Guess what happened to my paladin, man? That's D-E-D dead, face down on the floor. Worthless. Because... Everything the Lich King did would completely nullify my ability to even tank because what do paladins in World of Warcraft do? The prop paladins. You use magic as your resource for your abilities. At least you did at that point in time. Right? So what did that mean? I couldn't use my abilities. I get I get completely nullified by the Lich King. I ended up having to like finish that with my DK and I was like 
don't get me wrong. My DK is beautiful. I love him. He spanks it too, right? But it wasn't my main. And that my main's the one I personally want to get everything on. So when I can't really, I don't feel like my main's useful. And that's like everything I'm building around. And, you know, what I have is in some games that I won't name because I'll feel slightly re if I do. But when you got to go farm some currency, you've got to dump into gear. And the end game is really just grinding points to dump into gear. And that's it. Like, that's super boring, man. I just don't want to. I don't want to play. I don't want to do it anymore. Grindy feels like a job, a chore with no real point, especially to why I'm even carrying out the chore. What is, what's this for? What am I doing here? It's not meaningful. You know, it's just it's very clear to me. This is how you want to keep me in game playing is by feeling like if I don't do this, I'm I, I like literally could spend two hours grinding out some point for like artifact weapons or whatever back in the day. And you're going and you're doing that. And it's like, OK, so you spend like however much time doing that. And then you just just now broke even with your time right now. If you want to actually excel and like progress for that day, you've got to go and now spend more time. So it feels like a huge time sink and not a good use of my time. And, you know, you get one life, right? I don't know about y'all, right. but you know, I want mine to be a joyful, happy one. And, and that is not my happy place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree there. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a disengaging gameplay that becomes a requirement to do the engaging gameplay, but that requirement you have to spend so much more time consistently doing that. Otherwise you can't perform what you want to do, what you're there to do and, and enjoy. So yeah, that becomes a narrative to start yeah. to drive people away when it gets annoying. It's only so much people's thresholds vary, but mm -hmm. eventually people are going to walk away from it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a segment of players that just love like kind of grindy aspects of, you know, MMOs. I'm not one of those players per se. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind it. I, I would say if if we were talking MMOs, I mean, I would definitely say I didn't mind it in some aspects in the early stage. But when it just got to be the only way you could progress is by grinding, you know, certain mm -hmm. activities that were the same, like either like daily or like, you know, world content that was kind of cycled through it just it isn't fun right i think the the aspect in mmos um that would keep me there in those situations would be like other people i'm playing with and in doing that content and enjoying doing that content with others but the content itself is not exciting it's not it's not what's going to get me on and like excited to play um, so I'm, I know the team has talked about, you know, we really want to minimize the you know level of grinding that you need to do. We, they don't like the idea of daily quests, et cetera. So that gives me hope, right? That there isn't going to be that repeatable, you know, to have to point boring type of gameplay, but I'm, I'm hoping um, that they kind of continue to stay the course on that because that's, definitely i think going to be a dissatisfier for a lot of players if there is that aspect of it right it's not like a choice to go and grind versus it being in order to be better you must grind period Absolutely. I, I feel like ashes is being designed in a way that's going to really help to minimize a lot of that with the whole node system yeah and the mm -hmm. fact that raids and dungeons and legendary world bosses are an integral part of the gameplay experience but are going to be under a constant rotation of gates that you need to siege a node build a different node up to unlock uh this content so i feel like that's going to give a level of replayability and make each server a little bit more dynamic that way um really looking forward to that and this is the this is the part in the show where Sim nerds out about the fact that you have an alternate reality perspective to different servers and how that's just beautiful. Yes. I toned it down so good. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> Dude, I have nerded out about that so hard for so long, but you're right, man, that the node system, it's, you know, the, the reason to log in is what's changed in the world. That's, mm -hmm. that's the best reason for me. 
I mean, that was the biggest selling point back in the day was like, wait, you're telling me this world's going to change. And the reason that I, I have to log in to like, is to go on an adventure and find out what, what just happened, what's changing. What, what are mm -hmm. the people doing that player agency element of like, you know, you've got choices and they impact the world. Beautiful. Right. It, it, that, that totally deters you from it, the road most traveled. I mean, it's the road less traveled. It's innovative. It's different. It's not a cookie cutter MMORPG and you know, it's ambitious. Sure. It's very ambitious, but man, risk reward scenarios, man. I, I think of this old quote, he who risks nothing gains nothing. You, you don't get it if you don't try and you don't shoot for it. You don't shoot for the moon, right? I feel like it's the one type of thing that you can add to a PVE environment. That's going to make it, not repetitive and stale yeah. entirely and that's why i think in a lot of mmos if you don't have a really good fine-tuned pvp element for end game that's when people leave because pve you, you do it enough times it's the same thing eventually you get your gear okay now what yeah i do want to say i think the other big thing that can really force me to leave not just an mmo but a game in general i played destiny destiny 2 for years i've been mm. religiously um, but one of the biggest things that got me kind of just disengaged from that game and just honestly annoyed with it was when the dev team doesn't address community concerns, I don't care if they fix it, like, mm -hmm. but, and, and this is a common thing I see in a lot of community forums is at least acknowledge what your, what your community is at saying and asking and Give them a response. Give them a reason why you don't want to change it, why you think it's good the way it is, or that, yeah, you know what? We hear your concern. We're going to look into some options to, to fix this. Absolutely. So, and so far, Intrepid is knocking that one out of the park. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was about to say just exactly that, right? Um, especially like this recently, too, um, just on something really simple everybody was um or not everybody but you know a certain population was pretty vocal about the length of time it took for the mage to cast a fireball and the jumping effect and steven jumped out there and was like guys i'm we're gonna address it right yeah. i mean it's something simple but yeah. even in that scenario right i mean I would have been okay either way with it, but the fact that they are kind of thinking things through and saying, okay, yeah, we, we think that's something we should be addressing. Yeah. And they actually respond and they've done that from day one. Like even with like the combat and the combo things, even if it was just like early, you know, let's just test it out and see what sticks they were responding in that arena too, which was good. Yeah, I'm going to read this comment from Psychophobic in chat. Devs can't possibly keep up with the feeding frenzy of players chewing through PvE content. You have to have other activities, and it seems like Ashes is actually thinking ahead about the design to combat that scenario. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. There's like so many different, you know, from my perspective, there's so many different elements in the game that you could essentially rank. Like you could, you could pick your thing that you want to aspire to like rank up in. It could be a religious order. It could be the the tiers uh, for like these like almost seasons or periods of time where like, you know, caravans because they talked about that. Like there's like so many different like layers that we've gotten these little hints about that we haven't seen, you know, the full formula or, you know, delivery on yet. But I mean, you know, it's month after month. There's like this little little bit, you know, if you pay attention, there's like this little hint at this one, you know. Uh, feature in the game and there's like so many different layers you know and the node system is clearly like the foundational piece but man yeah it, it's great because like an ever-changing world means it's it's changing that means that it's not just the same cutout day after day constantly i mean you even have the seasons that contribute to that significantly so you know in the, that even potentially tying into combat which is another thing um but in reflection, friends, now I pose this question to those here on this round table today. I also pose this question uh, to those of you listening um, on all the podcast places or those that watch later on YouTube or even those here in chat. 
Remember, you can contribute to the conversation and drop questions or thoughts or things you'd like to explore in our Discord in those channels that we have or via comments and stuff and things where this show is located. Um, in reflection, gentlemen, when you look back at the past year, what were your what were the the primary highlights for you? What really stood out? And then what are you excited about most that may be in the future this year? Well, being that I, I came into the game or knowing about Ashes uh, about halfway through last year, so obviously Lazy Peon's video that got me into the game really stood out. Um, but the biggest thing that that stands out to me to this day and the biggest reason why I am still so on board with this and bought in is Steven and Intrepid's stance on the game and how they interact with the community. Yeah. You know, they're open throughout the development process. They're... Their scope is large, um, but they've made me believe 100% that they can execute it. And that's the selling point to me. That's the biggest thing to me. All the artwork and everything, you know, there's millions of talented artists out there that can do this stuff. But they've brought some of the best people from around the industry into this studio with a really clear but <laughs> large design focus. and they're making us believers out of it. They're showing us the results that this vision is, it has. And Steven's thoroughness in the lore and the depth of it is, it, yeah, just it, every, everything is there. All the little pieces are there to me. Yeah, I would have to echo that for sure. Um, Steven definitely got me in from day one like that first video that he did around what ashes of creation was to current yeah. i mean there's definitely been periods of time where we've had silence and that silence you know definitely was taxing as a community member but this past year regardless of the hardships the team had to endure the things they needed to do differently because of what was happening in the world. Steven just kept on plugging away and driving that team and leading that team. And the team responded in kind and really just, you know, work through a lot of major things they needed to do and hit their milestone. I mean, that to me was the, the biggest thing that excited me was just seeing that alpha pre-alpha alpha schedule seeing the content coming out, fleshing out, um, you know, the different classes. And what I'm looking forward to more is just more class stuff next year. Just again, I'm, I want that information. Um, as much as I'm looking forward to alpha one, just being able to see like how the different dynamics of those base classes are going to work yeah. is probably the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, because that's really where I got my start in content creation is talking about the different class combinations and how the variants are going to play one versus the other. So just being able to kind of see that over the course of the year, I'm really hoping we get to start seeing the class combinations um, in 2021. Yeah. And honestly, it for me, you know, when I reflect on it, mine's uh you know, I think more community oriented and I think it does go back to the very first, you know, I think 2020 was a, a pretty damn epic year for Intrepid in my, in my opinion. Um, or maybe I just viewed it as epic. Um, and I'm not overselling here. I, I genuinely do because, you know, I, you know, there, there were some times that weren't so easy for the community for, for even them, especially for them, I think, um, going through the, the different stages they went through in development, uh, having things that were tough, having community that wasn't really always understanding. Um, you know, not everybody, obviously not, they're not always going to be understanding. Um, but I think I go back to that very first video, the, the main Kickstarter video. And if you go and you pay attention to that video, friends, you just go to their, go to their YouTube and, and just watch it. Right. It's, it's a, it's a very inspiring video. Gent Honestly, it is for for any MMORPG gamer has felt jaded by this industry and, and the different MMOs that were clearly just there to just kind of take just just real talk here. Uh, 
that was a very inspiring video and it spoke to a lot of people that really i think genuinely want that not not mmo that's a that's a wow killer not an mmo that's gonna be you know the best mmorpg ever just a just an mmo that, that wants to do right by the community and deliver a really good game that's a good time that people can really enjoy um and i saw that in that kickstarter video and when i look back at the past year i have from my perspective i believe that it was probably one of the best years where they really showed you how they have remained true to that vision because they have remained true the whole time, regardless of what people say. They never deterred from it. I mean, to be honest, as much as I, I love and support it, if they had, I, I couldn't be. I couldn't be doing it. Right? Because it goes back to that you get one life. And this past year, it was like, we've stayed the course. We've been true to the vision. And we really want you all to see as much of that as we can with where we're at. And they just delivered, man. I mean, leaps and bounds. You look at Alpha Zero to where they're at right now. It's leaps and bounds. Period. There's no, there's no if ands or buts about it. That's just facts. And uh, it was really awesome to just see with how hard they work. Like Steven and the team, they they continue to invest in the community, and they've continued to do that for years too. And uh, you know, it, we're certainly no stranger of that here on the show. Like they they drop by, they hang out and chat, they listen, they pay attention. And it's not just to the show or the people here. It's to everybody. They, they really look at everything that they can see. They take it into consideration. Um, you know, and I believe it's meaningful to them. I genuinely do. And for me, this past year was really amazing because so many new people found out about the game. So many new people joined the community as a whole. Certainly, I've made a lot of new friends this year as a result of, you know, Stephen going out there to much bigger creators and and just spreading the word man and uh it, it's it was it was a great year in ashes of creation and uh i think if they even you know met that in the next year oh boy it's gonna be a beautiful time for for the mmorpg community i genuinely believe that so that's where i'm at man uh much love man so in closing you all have any final thoughts about the stuff and things we talked about today before we wrap this one up, friends. Um, one other maybe comment um, was in the creative director's letter, they talked about a new website coming in yeah. at the end of February. That was kind of a tidbit I was excited about and mm. more content related to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I would say that's another thing I'm excited about just to comment on that because right. I did remember seeing that and I wanted to mention it. And I just thought of it now. Yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> I caught it too, and I was going to make sure to to say something about it too. But anyway, half tilt. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, for me, it's just like looking looking back at at what we've seen and knowing what we are expecting to come forward. I mean, it's we're a third of the way through January, and there's still a few more big news drops that we're expecting to see towards the end of this month, and as we get into February with the potential more alpha releases. Um, honestly, I'm just I'm I'm so caught up in excitement about what we're going to see this year. Mm -hmm. It's the potential is there now. Like we, you're talking about all the foundations before and the rebar elemental, you know, we've got, <laughs> we've, we've got so much laid down now. So much of the groundwork is done. And, you know, I credit to you guys for sticking through the last few years and, and seeing the, um, through the tougher times, but now that this foundation is down, we're going to really start to see this building uh, sprout up from the ground. We're going to see a lot of these pieces come together and yeah, the, the community excitement around this is going to be huge this absolutely. year. And I cannot wait to see and be a part of that. Yes, absolutely. Oh man, dude, I really, really genuinely hope, and I'm going to say this again. I don't, I don't, I, I can't stand the, the idea that like we're the ones that were here first. We're the only ones that should be in on this. Like I, I hope so much for all of the people that kind of came in later. I genuinely, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, hope that those alpha one pre-order cells pop like in February or something. I would absolutely love it. I would 
my lady could come and run with me mel and chat she could come run with me like so many people in my community my guild like half tilt like there's so many people that i know that like they're great they're like so much fun to be around and and since they found out about it they've just been here riding along ride or die in it and totally dedicated because they believe in the vision and i would love nothing more than to see them have the opportunity to actually get into alpha one with me selfishly i want to run in game with my friends and i want as many of them there as i possibly can have so that is what i am hopeful for and i'm hopeful for for everybody that wants to try to get in and i would love it i would absolutely love it and i think if 2020 was any indicator of what 2021 could be boy it's gonna be a hell of a year i think so i genuinely do i would never expected to see the ancients like that at the end of last year i was like oh when that dropped i was like oh shit <laughs> like that's so sick yo man but um yo next week i think we might have Faisal back i understand a certain wandering mist person might be jumping on again because he's got some time so i also think he'll, he'll be on the other show the lfm show it's looking like next week it's probably going to be a full cast on both podcasts so super stoked about that um excited to have have him back on it's been a minute and uh it's always good last with wondering mist um you know even though he gives me a hard time sometimes i still love him uh but with that being said man uh yeah basil should be back i believe he got done with his uh his uh school stuff he had to do uh last weekend this week so we'll, we'll know for sure soon stay tuned p.s steven i see you lurking what up homie i saw you <laughs> <laughs> seen you <laughs> i hope you've enjoyed the part of the show you've caught much love this is what i'm talking about they're always checking in with people man much love gentlemen I'm gonna wrap this one up please start with daedalus let everybody listening watching checking it out know your domains where you reign and where they can find you when you're on the show you can find me on twitter uh at the ashen herald and on youtube.com slash c slash the action herald half tilt all right you can find me on twitter at half underscore tilt uh over on youtube uh youtube.com slash half tilt gamer and right here on twitch same name half tilt gamer outstanding friends i want to encourage you to join our discord to check out the mage post on Ashes HQ, to contribute. I want, again, I just want to say this. This is selfish, but I really want as much feedback as I could possibly get. Constructive criticism on the videos that are coming. Uh, much love for that amazing compliment earlier, too, from our friend uh, around the uh, the iTunes review. Greatly appreciate that. That was super amazing and very heartfelt, and I appreciate that more than you know. With that being said, friends, we're going to wind this down. Remember... Every week, man, we stay the course, right? Come hell or high water. And it might be the end of today's show, but just remember that whether you listen to this show, whether you check it out on like the podcast places, you watch it on YouTube later, uh, you catch us here live on Twitch, you contribute via a comment, or you even join this round table like the gentleman here with me today. Keep in mind, you two are a pathfinder. You share in this journey with us. We're honored to have you here. And friends, much love to Intrepid Studios. Much love to the Ashes fam. And until next time, please live your best lives. Stay safe and walk in the light, friends. And we will see you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>